Hello, hello, and welcome to Whatever This Is, the show that does not have a name yet. My name is Gary Clark, and I will be running through some gaming news daily. Hopefully, if I can keep to that schedule. We have three stories today. That is how many? That's right, three stories. Thank you, Kalimba. And the first story today on the 28th of April, 2020, is that GameSpot to hold a summer digital E3 alternative and charity event. This is from Rebecca Valentine at GameIndustry.biz. And I'm going to be reading pretty much all of this story since a lot of it is pretty important. Now, GameSpot has announced that it will hold a digital E3 alternative event this summer in partnership with major publishers to raise money for COVID-19 relief charity, Direct Relief. The event, called Play for All, will begin in early June and take place across several weeks of livestream programming on GameSpot, Giant Bomb, and Metacritic channels. Programming will include publisher-led digital events and the outlet has already secured partnerships with 2K Games, CD Projekt Red, Deep Silver, <gasps> Amazon Games, Bethesda, Devolver Digital, Google Stadia, Stadia, however you pronounce it, Larian Studios, Mythical, Mythical Games, Bandai Namco, Perfect World Entertainment, Sega, and Square Enix. Additionally, gaming personalities such as Kinda Funny's Greg Miller and Noteclip's Danny O'Dwyer will participate. Across the various digital live events, viewers will be encouraged to donate to Direct Relief through GameSpot's team page. GameSpot is not the only media outlet to come forward with an E3 alternative, as IGN already announced its own Summer of Gaming event for early June in partnership with several major publishers. And just like the amount of publishers that are going to be working on this Summer of Gaming from IGN, the most of them will be also on the GameSpot in early June. So that's two events in early June, and whatever E3 or... <laughs> the ESA will be planning at some point, which I don't imagine it's going to be that huge if everybody can just go with the, if everybody's just going to go with the press who know how to show off these games. The ESA do, but those social media activations that they were planning weren't exactly a crowd pleaser that they were hoping. And also a lot of the people like Google Stadia, 2K Games, Devolver Digital, Amazon Games, and Sega and Square Enix have also been involved with the IGN Summer of Gaming event. So we're in early June, we're going to get two big events that are going to be well run by people who know what they're doing. This is going to be, this is their first time, but they are convention and they are convention and presentation standards. So I imagine that they'll have a lot of experience with being able to run this kind of event. Second story. DICE shifts focus to next year's Battlefield. Star Wars Battlefront 2 update to cease with all new Battlefield set for 2021. And this is by Martin Robinson at Eurogamer.net. DICE has just revealed that this month's The Battle on Scarif update will be the last for Star Wars Battlefront 2 as attention turns toward an all new Battlefield game scheduled for 2021. Quote, the team at DICE is working on the standalone Battlefield 5 update releasing this summer and continuing their work on delivering community games, EA said in a short statement. Quote, While the studio's vision for Star Wars Battlefront 2 is now complete with this week's The Battle of Scarif update, the servers, in-game challenges, recurring events, and game support will continue as the game lives on with players and the community. We're looking forward to hearing players' stories for both games for years to come. Longer term, the studio is focused on the future of Battlefield that we'll be bringing to players in 2021. 
and it follows recent news that Battlefield 5's upcoming summer update will be the last for that particular game. While neither game's multiplayer is going anywhere, the ceasing of updates suggests that a concerted effort is being made to ensure the next Battlefield launches on steady footing. Which is a big concern considering that Star Wars Battlefront 2 well, famously had a very bad launch. Very troubled that they had to take out all microtransactions the day before it released. And it was the subject of a lot of controversy back in 2017 with microtransactions. And Battlefield 5 wasn't exactly the heaviest hitter when it came out. With Battlefield 5 even still releasing content that is barely making that people aren't really giving it that much of a thought, it's the episodes of the story and the campaign are coming out regularly and within uh, every two to three months you're seeing an extra episode but it doesn't seem like it's something that is on the forefront of most people's minds but if there's any way of reconciling it's going to be with how they did it with Battlefront 2 which at this point is completely different beast from where it started oh yes and the third story today is give me a g Jagex sold for $530 million. Woo! That is from James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. UK MMO developer Jagex has been acquired for $530 million. The studio was previously owned by Shanghai Hongtu Network Technology, a company within Chinese games firm Fukong Interactive Entertainment. And it has now been purchased by US-based global management firm MacArthur Fortune Holding through one of its funds, Platinum Fortune. Now, Jog X's management team at its Cambridge headquarters. Oh my god! Jog X. Jog X or Jag X. Jog X's management team at its Cambridge headquarters remains in place. And going forward, MacArthur Fortune plans to strategically invest in marketing, research, and development to have Jogex grow the player base for its RuneScape MMOs. That's right, the MMO that will never die. It's continued and even after in 2014, 15, I want to say, they had Darkscape, which was their kind of subscription format that they were releasing as a free-to-play game, but you could get new story content. I might be wrong. If I am wrong, feel free to comment um, or leave me a message that even though with other spin-offs not doing so well, but with, I believe, the largest player base with 200 million accounts, that game is still running, and I'm so surprised that the player base is still a thing that's going on. And as well as somebody who's not in the community, it's not for me to say, but at the same time, a game that came out in 2001 is still going strong. Even World of Warcraft has had its own... DLC and extra campaigns come out every year or couple of years that this is still going on with just the base part of it. Back in 2014, I think it was, the old school RuneScape came out for free, the browser version, and that game is still going strong. So cheers to Jogx who are clearly still making those muns, huns. And the last thing to mention for today are the release dates. And today's release dates I'm going to mention are Deadly Premonition 2, which is going to be coming exclusively to the Nintendo Switch on July 10th and Destroy All Humans, and the remaster and THQ Nordic's new remake of Destroy All Humans will be touching down on the 28th of July this year, 2020. 
And that is going to be all for me today, those quick stories. If anybody has anything they'd like to say, or if you have any suggestions for what to actually name this podcast, which I haven't so far come up with something suitable. Please feel free to leave it in the comments or direct message me. You'll find all of those in the links. Thank you, goodbye, and stay safe and stay aware.